to Backboard Banter on the board with your host Matt Middleton and Kevin Rayner. Where the banter's as ferocious as Jay Norville taking shots at Deion Sanders. This man's insane. You can't say that about a man. Like the comments, like I get it, but like you know, mind your own business. Deion's gonna do what Deion's gonna do, and you know what? He's a legend, and he is a style icon in the U.S. So just yeah, just Colorado, yourself, okay? just Colorado rivalry right here, and you know. Deion's 2-0 right now, so somebody's got to be taking some shots at him because the other teams aren't doing it against his team so far. So we'll we'll see if he can keep it going. All that we know is that the conversation is, is going to continue. We know that Deion's eventually going to fire back. We know it. Well, he already kind of did today. He was talking to his team about how it's you know they decided to take it personal, and now he's going to you know just like you know shove it down their throats because. He's beat two ranked teams like Colorado, a team that was not even on anybody's radar, probably going to be. I think they might even make the the NCAA playoffs. But what do I know about college football? Probably nothing. (laughs) We will see. We will see. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of feeling that way with the NFL lately, man. I mean, my upset alert, the Pittsburgh Steelers over San Francisco was a nightmare brock purdy looks so good that defense absolutely destroyed the steelers offensive line giving kenny pickett no time to throw and uh yeah it was just a brutal week for me and my fantasy team it was uh one of the worst weeks i've ever had i think personally brutal week all around but hey at least you weren't a giants fan all right a little worse for for wear for those guys over there but this guy over here has the one shining moment of the week somehow squeaking out that win 21 20 if anyone who doesn't know, the football take God over here returning to form means I'm going to fall flat on my face next week. Let's be honest here. Man, honestly, like that game hurt me so much. Uh, Kadarius Tony, why did I play him? Why did I put him in my starting lineup? I was like, you know, Travis Kelsey's out, all those targets. Nah, fault. let's uh, let's block an interception into their hands so they can go for a pick six. Sick. Let's drop every third down conversion that's thrown our way. Sick. Man was just brutal. And if I'm just gonna take it back to that 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 New York Giants comment for a second. That's Daniel Jones' first game as a $40 million quarterback. That's what they paid $40 million for. I mean, granted, that defense looks sick, but, I mean, you got to do something, Daniel. Do something. There's two sides of the football for a reason. But, yeah, that tough. Shout out to my boy Johnny. I know that he was struggling for the Giants with that loss last week, but you know, that's football. You know, sometimes the season starts and you get slapped in the mouth. I mean, should we talk about Jets fans? Four snaps? Aaron Rodgers? Rest in peace? Like pain. Pain for what was supposed to be a Super Bowl season. They have him run out on Monday Night Football. It's the standalone game. He's got the, the U.S. flag in hand. The crowd's just going absolutely nuts at MetLife Stadium and four plays into it. The man is is out for the season. And oh, okay. I like when I heard it was an ankle injury, I was like trying to rewatch the play thing to myself. Like he didn't look like he got his ankle twisted. Like it didn't yeah. look like an ankle injury. And yeah, when you watch it really closely in slow-mo, you can see it just like Kevin Durant's man like that. Yeah. Calf pops up. You can see it like the tendon almost shoot up and, yeah, just just really sad. I feel for for him and his teammates. Um, you know, I know um, Garrett Wilson really thought that they they could do something special, but it's a it's a tough way to start the season for sure. But you know, Zach Wilson, number two pick, 
learn from osmosis by being around aaron Rodgers. maybe maybe he's decent didn't show it but they still won that game you know the the shining moment through all of the mud is yeah getting that victory and yeah who knows man this this could be his moment uh the chips are stacked against the kid but he could come out and you know, maybe maybe Rodgers can be that, you know, bench QB for directing through all the plays, you know, winning time style. Just like go to this spot, you know, I can imagine Rodgers in the sideline just making it all happen. But rough, rough for the Jets right now. Yeah, man, I think uh, all the memes of like those like shocked faces. It's like uh, Zach Wilson when they're like, you're going in, kid. Like me? Are you talking to me? <laughs> yeah. But that that defense was so legit, man, that they made Josh Allen look horrendous um but i mean that is kind of like josh allen's mo it's like either he's like down here or up here there's very little like in between consistency for this man but that's okay um i bet you he has a stellar game this week like whoever the buffalo um bills are playing man i do not want to take them on any kind of you know if you're in a survivor pool or you're betting the games you know, just take buffalo just take buffalo. <laughs> just do it. he's a roller coaster ride we're, we're about to be at the top you know week three yeah we can we can return to this week three but right now uh, stay away <laughs> yeah sometimes he has back-to-back good weeks or back-to-back bad weeks but uh i'm i'm predicting a good one this one i think uh he was pretty pretty embarrassed about losing that game like that and uh, yeah poor man like just just kind of sucks though the kid i forget his name for the jets the cornerback he uh had a contract where he would get a two hundred and fifty thousand dollars bonus if he had three interceptions in the season one game <laughs> three interceptions 250k one game oh, let's go good I'm for sure him the, i'm sure the bottle service girls the club that night were living it he was a happy man i'm sure oh man <laughs> yeah who knows man i feel like uh on a Monday, you you can't really go out too too much. <laughs> yeah, you cannot. There's there's always something that's open. Let's be honest. Especially but. in New York. Fair exactly. Enough. Exactly. <laughs> so. Oh man, anything else you want to talk about in the NFL week one that caught your eye or? No, I mean that was that was pretty much the majority of it. You know, I'm getting the I'm getting the uh, the in the one year side of the streams constant uh, YouTube content of NFL right now because everybody's living for it. It's it's back, baby. Everyone's loving the NFL season. Well, man, we're in that in-between where, like, you know, baseball's ending, sports, like, real good sports are starting back up again, NFL, basketball, uh, NHL. And so, like, it's, a, it's you know, that, like, weird time, and the NFL is really just dominating that conversation. Um, I think, like, the, one of the weirdest things for me was Baker Mayfield beating Kirk Cousins in the Minnesota Vikings. Like, True. great, there goes my Super Bowl pick. <laughs> <laughs> man i'm telling you i don't think i've been like this wrong about the nfl in a really really long time and it feeling like a freaky year and my boy lamar not playing well like eight points man eight points it, you're lamar jackson go do something it, it just goes to show matt you know you don't have as much time for your research you know you're a married man with with a kid on the way you're, you're thinking about other things you ain't got as much time for football so you're becoming less of the stat king and more of the the football enjoyer at this point in time bro no i'll always be the stat king you know that <laughs> Val, and that's that. why that's why i'm going to tell you about the games of the week this week man i mean besides tonight's game uh vikings eagle i think that's going to be a banger game you know vikings have a chance to bounce back but it could also be a blowout but the eagles didn't look great against the the new england patriots in week one I don't expect that to continue. Jalen Hurts is is too good of a quarterback and too good yeah. of a leader. Works way too hard. So I'm interested to see what kind of happens tonight. But I mean, the the big games for me 
is can Miami still look as good as they did against the Chargers against a real coach and a real defense in the New England Patriots? And if anybody can do anything to slow them down, it's Bill Belichick. He actually has never beaten Tua Tungvaloa uh, into his career, but has always been able to kind of hold them down. Like Tua averages like like three TDs, two picks, and like 188 yards in those games. So like not the 466 that he threw up in, in week one, not even close, right? Shout, so, out, shout, out to we'll Tua. shout out to Tua for hearing Matt losing a little bit of faith in him and him going, nah, uh, uh, watch, watch what I can do. Bro, I've been so up and down on Tua, but the guy's been, he he's looked great already through week one. And Mac Jones showed some some signs of life with an actual offensive coordinator calling plays. So, you know, yeah. Mac Jones had a good rookie season. Maybe, you know, they can they can figure something out. I'm really interested to see what happens in that game. Um, I really like the San Francisco Rams, or yeah, Rams game. Because I think the 49ers versus the Rams is going to be, you know, that's a, a good battle. McVay yeah. versus Kyle Shanahan. The 49ers coming off that like raffle stomp of uh you know the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Rams, they jobbed Seattle, man. Like yeah, it was not a close game. And if you would ask me, like, you know, right before the game, I would have easily, easily taken Seattle. But they had some, you know, young players step step up. Matthew Stafford, even without Cooper Cup, was able yeah. to, you know, get the ball downfield. And like Seattle did not look good. And man. So I'm I'm excited to see that that battle. I'm pretty sure the 49ers should roll them again. Brock Purdy, um, you know, mo- some people calling him top ten quarterback, some people not. I think he's definitely like fighting for it right now. Yeah. Um, not many players have had a better stretch over his starting career than he than he has. Like if you were like since week nine or eight, whenever he started last year, like. Mm-hmm. How many quarterbacks have had this many touchdowns to interception, this kind of rating, this kind of yardage? I bet you he's like top four, top three in like all stats. So he's just got to keep time. it up. You yeah. just got to keep it up and he'll convince people eventually, right? Yeah. Man, Mr. Irrelevant versus the first overall pick. That's the first time this has ever happened at a quarterback battle. Okay. So that's kind of cool too. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, it's a good added layer to the game. Um, and then you got, the king and patrick mahomes versus the prince and uh um trevor lawrence i'm really excited to see that game um i think you know trevor lawrence looked okay in week one uh but the colts divisional matchup anthony richardson actually played so well for what i was expecting like i was expecting a raw kid out of florida but he like is definitely an elite athlete and, and showed up on sunday um the coach schemed up some some nice plays for him and I like Trevor Lawrence's, um, you know, recommendation to him. He's like, you know, you made some great plays out there, bud, but like, try to protect yourself. The NFL is a little bit different than college football. Like those hits start to stack up pretty yeah. quick. So absolutely, <laughs> it would be it'd be pretty fire for him though if he can if he can take down Mahomes and have you know watch the Chiefs go to an O two start to the season. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah, and if uh, you know Travis Kelsey isn't back, um, like they have a good chance because again. <laughs> Canarius Tony on the IR, man, with broken hands. Doesn't have a broken <laughs> bone in his in his hands, but dang, they're non-existent, man. They are broken. <laughs> Poor guy catching L's, but you know, at this rate, he's probably gonna have another highlight reel video next weekend. <sighs> Highlights, Yo, lowlights. What are we talking about? Watch him go off for like 120 yards and like two touchdowns, and me just like regret my decision of cutting him from the fantasy. 
you know what? Sometimes it is what it is, my guy, you know? And at the end of the day, if he does that, what a turnaround that would be for sure. Yeah, and especially because, like, week one in, like, the NFL, like, anybody who knows anything about the NFL, like, week one is a liar. Some teams look great. Some teams look bad. Yeah. And, like, it's just not who you are. Like, you look at Cincinnati losing, you know, I think it was, like, 20-something to three to the Cleveland Browns. But it was a rainy game. Joe Burrows missed the whole preseason. Yep. Um, calf injury. So I expect them to do pretty well against Baltimore, but Lamar didn't look great against like what should have been an easy blowout win in Houston. Um, again, eight points. Like, buddy, you're playing Houston. Like that was easily a 20 plus point game for me, but he did not deliver. <laughs> so we'll see if he can come up against Cincy. Um, because that's a really good divisional game. And then I think like the last one is Seattle versus Detroit. Detroit coming off that huge game against Kansas City. Yep really massive win can they keep it going and seattle can you like put it back on track geno smith had like a really hot start to last season but he like at, over his last like nine games he's really teetered off i think teams you know have gotten their film back on him or watching yeah. him again are you know game planning specifically for him whereas in the first couple of weeks they they surprised he surprised some teams He'd improved from when he had, you know, uh, his bad seasons. He'd been six years as a backup, comes back. Nobody was really sure what he's capable of anymore. But now that they know, yeah, he he's looking like the old Geno Smith. There's a reason he was a backup for six years, you know? Rough. But yeah, man, like I think those are the games of the week. That'll tell me a lot about this NFL season, how it's going to play out. You know, how I feel about um, my, my, my teams and my power rankings. I'd give you a top 10 right now, but it's week one. It would just be like my preseason top 10 of, of right. teams that I think are going to win. So I'll still hold Minnesota in high regard and, and keep my my Super Bowl pick to Kansas City, Minnesota, even though both teams lost week one. Like Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff. What am I doing? Like you said, what am friend, I doing? Week one's a lie, bro. Week one's a lie. Don't pay attention. Wipe it away. Move on. Let's lie. move to basketball. Let's talk about the Raptors very briefly. Very, very briefly, because, you know, last week we, we had a good breakdown. We had a good discussion about the future and where we think that the organization is going to go and what they can do. And we got no information this week about anything. Everything's just kind of chilling, which, considering that there's a lot going on with the Raptors, could be kind of a good thing that we're not hearing reports of anything. So the only thing that I got this week to add is that it finally came out that the Hawks actually didn't want to give up on Kobe Bufkin in the Siakam trade. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is because it's fine that all of these fans finally get their vindication of, oh, I knew this trade wasn't going to happen because the Hawks didn't want to give up Kobe, blah, blah, blah. Yes, we all knew how much we care about a draft pick and a kid, you know, like, calm, calm down, Raptors fans, you're going to be okay. But at this point, like, Siakam's staying. He has to. There's, there just it doesn't seem like, unless I guess Kobe Buffkid is the answer and maybe they'll give him up now, like, it's not happening. He's a Raptor for this season. I think he's going to be a Raptor at least until the trade deadline. And like, we'll feel that out at that point. And I think that like Masai has allowed a lot of our, you know, pending free agents and Kyle Lowry and um, last year in Fred Van Vliet and like in years prior, Marcus Saul, Serge Ibaka, he's allowed them to play out the season and then walk. And I don't think with this roster and this, you know, middle phase of our rebuild, we can allow that with, definitely the most important player on our team other than Scotty, but our most currently established star. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely think that he's, you know, he's here to stay, but the trade, you know, the fact that like 
Kobe Bufkin was the sticking point is a little weird to me because we could have drafted him mm-hmm. if we really wanted him that bad. And like to trade Siakam, you know, for a draft pick in, in Kobe, like I think that would have made a lot of Raptors fans upset. So I'm, uh, it, I'm, I'm glad it didn't happen. I'm glad, you know, the Hawks are so high on Kobe Bufkin. You know, maybe he has a down year. Maybe we can get him for like, you know, Malachi Flynn. <laughs> can we get anything for Malachi Flynn at this rate? Oh my God. Yeah, there's there's not much more to say when it comes to the Raps at this point. You know, we, we laid it out great last week. We're excited for this team. We're looking forward to see what they can do. Um, I did hear reports of potentially the starting lineup with Dennis Schroeder. So I don't know if you've heard this, but a lineup of Dennis, OG, Scotty, Siakam, and Pirtle. That's the rumors that I'm hearing of our starting lineup, which puts, you know, Trent as our main man off the bench. You know, it, it gives Grady, if he gets his opportunities, to run with Gary on the bench right there. But how would you how would you feel with that, with OG running the two and letting Schroeder be, you know, that, that technically one with our wings kind of being the main focus? Well, I mean, like, the guy is coming off the FIBA MVP in, the, in a Germany, you know, yeah. gold medal there. So I'm not, like, too upset about it. Um, I think it actually, like, gives us a really long lineup that kind of hides Dennis a little bit, which is nice on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. And I really like what it does for Gary. I've talked about it before. I think Gary needs to be running the show on the second unit. He can pick on weaker players on the on the second units of other teams. Yep. And, you know, get in his bag. Because... I think six man of the year, like that should be his goal this year. If I was him, I wouldn't necessarily want to start. I'd want to go for six man. I'd want to be that 20 points off the bench. Um, You know, you're getting consistent minutes. Maybe you don't start the game, but you finish the game. Yeah. Um, That kind of player. So yeah, for me, um, I think that it's, it might, might really work out, but you know, the nice thing is, is that it's, it's a pretty, you know, fluid situation and i think darko's really going to try to you know get the most out of his lineups and, yeah. and get the most fluidity for all of his rotations um so we'll see how it goes we'll see you know i like i like Pre-season the idea of, i like the idea of gary going for six man um you know when we're hearing reports that the reason that contract extension might not be happening is because potentially gary's camp wants more money than the raptors are willing to give you know, it's a great opportunity for if the Raptors don't want to give you money, but hey, if you're six man, they might give you money because we want Gary to succeed outside of just being a great player with great players. Because ever since he joined the roster, he plays great with Siakam, plays good with Fred, you know, but when we let him run the bench and we let him play with Delano and Malachi and this, it, he doesn't thrive the way we want him to. So if he can have that season where he can prove that element of his game right the fact of the matter is is many people believe that gary won't succeed if he's not surrounded by talent to work with him being six man of the year doing our bench unit with coloco with malachi with grady um like the opportunity is there take it go for it right like the opportunity is there imagine if precious steps up and becomes the perfect role player for that unit and grady can knock down threes gary has the ball in his hands coloco is the big that everyone wants a simple serviceable big who's working behind portal and it can do the job that bench unit could put in some work so I, I like i like that thought of him going for six man because i mean ross is out there will look at a, at a guy who wins six man of the year and go i'll pay him money oh yeah because if he's gonna do that as a six man on that team he could be great on my team so yeah, yeah. no absolutely man i mean like you look at bruce brown hmm. um for the denver nuggets that man got paid yep um and, and like 
Bruce Brown's good. Like he's, but I, I definitely take Gary Trent over him. Like, you know, last year and like, even, even right now, I know he won a championship and recency bias and, you know, people would probably be like, Oh, you're nuts. But yeah. no, nah, man, it's, it's just sample size. And I think like, this is the first year in a really long time where the bench is going to get extended looks. Yeah. I think Darko's really, really set on that, on making sure that, you know, we have at least 10, 11 guys throughout the season that feel like they're going to contribute to the season. And like the postseason is a different thing if we get there. Obviously, you know, rotations get, you know, put down. Um, you know, you're playing the same team every day. You know their tendencies. Starters play 40 plus minutes. For the season, I'm, I would love to see Siakam, you know, around 36 minutes a game, 35 minutes a game. I'd love 34 and, personally. And guys just, you know, getting getting good time so hopefully hopefully that's that's the the key here um i'm looking forward to a bench mob sub in how how often in the last nick nurse era have we seen a five player sub i'm serious you know like sure when games are over and we're putting the the you know 11 through 15 in like i i honestly cannot rack my brain at a time when we had a full five bench unit come in under nick nurse and replace our starters it's always been here, there, little things. And I could see Darko being like, yeah, let's do it. Boom. And letting these guys go off and having a moment. And then putting in a guy here, putting in a guy there. Like, that's the beauty of it, right? The the potential is there. And, oh, I'm excited. I'm just looking forward to it. That's all I really want, man. I want Raptors basketball. <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, I think, like, you think about Freddie and, like, what he averaged, like, 38 minutes a game last year or something like that. Easily. And, like, if Eme can get him down to, like, 31 on the Houston Rockets. I bet you he puts up more points yeah. and more assists and is more efficient and is healthier throughout the season. And so like, that's just what I want for our guys. I want that ability to, you know, have them get more rest, have them have a longer leash. They're not worn down every single day. Yeah. And that'd be, that'd be super nice for our roster. Let's keep the the championship pedigree, but let's let it sit on the back burner a little bit and let's focus on getting ourselves back to, playoff pedigree playoff contention at this point in time and i feel like darko's got a pretty clean slate and is going to have the opportunity to not have to obsessively worry about being the best of the best of the best sir right off the bat you know like there's hope that the guys can come in and miss a couple shots and not feel like their lives are over siakam's the last guy really from our championship team i know og was on the roster but the appendectomy kept him out so like this championship pedigree that like we'd like to you know say we won a championship recently like that's all fine and good but these guys haven't a lot of the guys on our team they've never experienced that they've never experienced playoff success you know like the most playoff success they they had was pushing to a game six against philadelphia yeah so i'd really i'd really like to see them rebuild from the ground up and and you know just kind of scrap the idea that it's championship or bust and i think that's what we did um, especially with getting rid of Nick Nurse, because Nick Nurse was definitely like a, I'm a championship coach. I won a championship my first year. I can do it again. It's like yeah. you don't have the same roster, bro. You don't. You don't have Kawhi. And even if we did, Kawhi play every other every <laughs> five games, every six games. So true. So I yeah. mean, he might have to play more this season. <laughs> That's the thing, right? There's tons of new NBA changes. I'm happy with Raptors chat. We can move into into the world. I think we can flow right into that. Let's talk about those changes. Let's talk about how the NBA wants its star players wants its product on the court so people can enjoy it so money can be made i'm yeah man of two ways 
when it comes to these changes because I do I do like the concepts that people play blah 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 we avoid the whole tanking and the avoid the whole people are sitting to make sure they're ready for the playoffs basketball is basketball let's play the game the other side of the coin is the the way the wording comes out is it's just like they're just products you know the stars have to play you know it's it's taking away the the human aspect of these players and I get it there is a problem in the nba right now with star players sitting out resting missing games here and there you know people joke about um you know joel and b ducking Jokic and not playing him like there's so many different ways that these stories get put out and at the end of the day if this means that more basketball will be played and good basketball will be played it's a win so hey we'll see yeah i like i get that whole like they're a product but like at the end of the day man like they are i mean yeah. that's why they make you know, 40, 50, 60 million dollars a year. I mean, you think about Tyrese Halbert and Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball, like those guys have never done anything in their careers to warrant being the top paid players in the sport. Yeah. And they are, right? Just because they're coming off the rookie scale extension, just because of the the amount that people watch the NBA. Yeah. You know, the number of people out there that that watch the NBA is so massive that these guys earn so much money. And so they are a product, right? Like it, at the end of the day, it's, it's sad to say, but it, it's true. Yeah. And I like the rules around the star players. I like their definition of the star player, you know, has to be within three seasons of this season. Mm-hmm. And they have to have been an all-star and all-NBA player. I like that. Um, I like that the fact that they, you know, thought about guys who have extensive injury history. So maybe a guy like Kawhi qualifies for that. Maybe a guy like Joel Embiid qualifies for that because he, at the beginning of his career, missed a lot of, of time, right? I wonder, like, you know, what the fine print says about, like, the length between those injuries. Like, have yeah, you been a healthy player thing. recently or or later? Um, and Or, like, a guy like, you know, LeBron James. He's got the leeway to rest because yeah. he's accumulated, you know, 34,000 minutes yeah. of NBA regular season and a thousand regular season and playoff games. So like, yeah, he's earned that right to take it off. Yeah. So that to me is is really the, the key of it all. Because when you have star players who can just sit out whenever they want, who mm-hmm. can demand trades or, or say that they're not going to honor their contract, like fans pour their heart and soul into their teams. I mean, yep. fanatics is the word. And... I think, like, even this week, if anybody's watching Winning Time, that moment where uh, Kareem realizes, because he hated fans for so long because of the way that they treated him and, like, treated black athletes back in the day, but realizing that, like, they touch these people's lives, like, and, like, being like, we have to give it all for them. I think it's huge, man. And I, I think that, you know, I applaud the NBA for making this choice to, to implement it and to force their players to play because, Again, it's like it's a joke that Kawhi makes the kind of money he makes and only has to play 30 games a year. True. When like, is his knee hurt? Is it not hurt? Is it a degenerative thing? I mean, like you could be like Carey Price, you know, he came out this this week, this past week and said, like, barring a miracle, I'm never going to play again. I go play a softball game, you know, with my buddies and I'm sore for a week. My knee hurts so bad. So, like, at least, you know, he's honest about it. And he's like, look, I'll put me on IR for the rest of my career. I'm done. I'm not retiring because I want that money, which is totally fine here in the contract. And if, you know, Kawhi you a contract. That, don't you get yeah, your money for that contract. Don't keep holding, holding the Clippers over a barrel. 
Yeah. Like, and being like, I'll, I'll play like some games. I'll definitely be ready for the playoffs. Like, no, you won't. Don't like either it's degenerative or you're going to mm-hmm. get healthy. Pick one. Sorry. That's my no, no, no. And, and I, that's, and I'm glad, and I'm glad you went that direction because I, I want to look at the, the other side of it, right? I'm, I'm thinking about the Luca incident at the end of last season, you know, where he goes out, has a possession, fouls, and then leaves the game. And that was yeah. their solution because Luca was pissed. And he wanted to play, he wanted to do this, but, you know, they were trying to tank, they're trying to get draft picks, they're trying to make their team better. Business side of things, I get it. But I'm interested to see how these rules will affect those moments, right? Because this is allowed, I think this contract allows Luca to basically tell Mark Cuban, you know, he can shove it. I'm going to play. The rules say I got to play, I'm healthy. I got to have a star out here. You got any other stars in this team, bro? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's the really interesting part of it that I think that is worth bringing up and talking about. Because will this enable a guy like Luca to get to play his games that he wants to? Like, it's interesting. Yeah, and I think, like, the NBA has some, like, kind of rules around, like, if you're a one-star team or a two-star team, like, it's specifically going to impact 25 teams. So there are six teams, like the Raptors, mm-hmm. who don't qualify for two players. Like, you have to have one of the two players playing. Um, and I like how they, like, target if a player's going to sit out, like, one of two games, they have to sit out the the home game as opposed to the away game. I because like the your fans see you more often. Exactly. Like that kid who, you know, like take me, for example, if I went to the, a Milwaukee Bucks game here in Toronto and paid, you know, hundreds of dollars for those tickets to sit in the lower bowl and to see Giannis play, who is one of my all-time favorite players. Yep. Um, and he didn't play? Like, that's devastating for me. That's devastating for for all the little kids and, and people who wanted to see him play. Yep. And so Milwaukee fans, you have 41 chances to see him. I got two maybe one yeah you know and so yeah it's just like keeping lebron out there so i like i like that i I think that that when you when you break it apart and you look at it they've done a good job the the nba really has done a good job of making it happen and so we'll be interested to see you know which of the the team owners which of this player or that player comes out and rips on him because you know there's always once the media starts beginning again and everyone gets access to the players they'll start making comments again here and there so we'll see who likes it we'll see who doesn't like it but at the end of the day star players playing the game that they're paid to play i'm for it (laughs) all right man uh do you want to get into some some of the craziness that is the nba news cycle um, I'd prefer to start start with the the Kai Jones losing his mind on shrooms because that stuff is just funny, man. It's wild. <laughs> it was shrooms. What was your interpretation of that video? Whatever it was, you know, the guy was losing. And like the craziest part for me is that like I came across it when it was live. Like I was just on my computer browsing, and then this just pops in my feed, and I'm and I'm watching this video, and I'm thinking to myself, "There's no way." There's no way that this guy is live streaming right now. There is no way that he is that off his rocker and thinks that this is a good idea. And then less than 24 hours later, the entire Charlotte Hornets team unfollows him on all social media. And now he's going off on Twitter saying all the wildest things, having an emoji game that would make LeBron be put to shame. Like, like man love rainbow and number one and go to <laughs> i am I'm, I'm hearing i'm reading where people are like is he having a manic episode like is he that far gone at this point in time because it's kind of crazy well, you know it's it's kind of crazy people say shrooms like you can get lost on them forever so like maybe he took one too many shrooms and is just down that hole like which would be super sad um and like you know 
crazy but yeah man i i like and that's the thing about like these athletes that we also have to remember is like they are young guys who have more money than they know how to spend and sometimes you know they make poor decisions and that's definitely an interesting decision i would i would call it poor um but hopefully hopefully he's okay hopefully he comes back hopefully he is on an nba team because like honestly like i don't feel too strongly about him you know living in his own world and and doing his own thing during the during the off season because he's not hurting anybody yeah like he's not you know kevin porter jr so i it it shames me that i have a similar name to that guy i'm glad that we have a different letter i'll say that but man i what, what can we even say about this incident to the people that know it's disgusting you know it's it's insane the reports that we're hearing out of it you know we've had the miles bridges situation which we ripped on that guy and this is this isn't even close right comparatively from what i've heard like so you know we'll see we'll see what happens but kids got to be out of the league kids like the rockets are like hey we'll give you multiple first round draft picks nobody better bite on that no team better bite on that at all no just buy this kid out like just send him out of the league i don't know like the nba should terminate his contract or something like that's it's brutal and especially when like you think about the the miles bridges thing and uh the fact that like he served most of his suspension is only going to miss like a handful of games when he comes back now like it's just the nba like you guys are are a role model league you know a lot of kids look up to you uh, you can see it in AAU basketball, man. When you watch those clips, you know, the flexing, the taunting, that that they don't learn that from their parents. No. They learn that from the NBA. And so if if you put out players that do this kind of stuff, like that's that's not okay. And like it's just, yeah, it's, man, it makes your stomach twist. Like Yeah. Absolutely. Just, just kind of gross. Absolutely. Kinda... So let's let's move on. I think we got the 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 negativity out of the way. Let's talk about some hope. Some hope for Raptors fans. More Giannis comments. More Giannis talking about how, hey, maybe I don't want to be in here. Oh man, Matt. Yeah, exactly. That's the vibes that we're feeling right now. Let's hope, right? Let's hope for Giannis. Bro. Bro. Yeah, I pray for Giannis. Yeah, I, we just talked about him, man. You like he's a Milwaukee Buck now. He wants to win a Larry OB trophy with the Milwaukee Bucks. But if there's a better situation for him out there, he's gonna go take it. And I think Honestly, he should have realized this, you know, at his last contract because we would have been the perfect spot for him. You know, Siakam as his sidekick. We had OG already on the team. Yep. Like it would have been, it would have been perfection. But uh, you know what? If we get an older Giannis who's still dominant, I'll take it. I'll take it all day, every day. If we get like the as a like the Kareem Abdul Jabbar Lakers run, so I'm saying as a Raptor. So I'm saying. Giannis, you know that I made those comments last week. That it's it's crazy to think that the one ring with Milwaukee might be, you know, the Oscar Robinson ring, the Kareem, Kareem ring, the like the situation where fans will be like, "What did we let get away?" And does it come back to just Budenholzer? Do we just have to talk about Budenholzer? It's been a while. We haven't talked about Mike for a while, but like that they team, <laughs> they they did, but it was a couple years too late. Honestly, that team just kind of existed. Right. And in this in this day and age with the NBA that exists, how it is with the talent that is out there, 
it, it just goes to show that you only need a couple pieces. The Nuggets proved it by picking up uh, Aaron Gordon, right? The perfect role player to come into their system and then finding Bruce Brown, finding these little pieces here or there. Yeah. You know, that moment with Giannis on top was a brief moment, but he's still a stud. He's still a monster. He's still potentially is the best player in the nba day in day out if he wants to be and yeah it's it's kind of crazy that he's still making these comments and so yeah we're listening my ears i'm, I'm always listening Giannis. we're open for you for sure yeah and it goes back to your bud thing man like i think that as a as an owner of a of a any sports franchise when you have a star player like that when you have a guy who is easily consensus top three player at his sport yep when your team especially in a sport like basketball where an individual makes the a huge difference like you know it's different in the nfl it's different in, in if you're not a quarterback it's different in the nhl because like there's so many guys who play and you have to play so many shifts when you have a player like that and you aren't successful or you are successful to a degree in the regular season but can't yeah. get past the hump in the playoffs i think you have to hold your coach to a higher standard yeah because a guy like, you know, you literally pick a guy off the street, Nick Nurse. And I know Nick Nurse paid his dues around the league and, you know, G League, Europe, all that kind of stuff. But literally gave him Kawhi, yep. gave him a solid roster, and he was able to put together a championship. That should have been able to happen with Giannis multiple times. They've had solid, solid rosters. Mm -hmm. And it's always felt like Bud has been the sticking point. And I think, like, you look at the Lakers, right? They have LeBron. They have Anthony Davis. They were a great team. They won a championship under uh, Frank Vogel. Frank wasn't getting the job done. They go with Darvin Ham, and everyone's like, oh, that's not going to make a big difference, Darvin Ham. Like, what? He made a huge difference, man. Yeah. He got them to play as a team. He got them to buy in on defense. Yep. Like, it, it changed the culture around that team and gave them the opportunity to, you know, make a deep playoff run this year. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when you have that player, like you have to hold them to a standard and it goes back to the bud. Um, like it's kind of sad. Cause I'm like rooting for Adrian Griffin yeah. and I want him to succeed, but like, I also really want Giannis on the Raptors. <laughs> true. Very true. It's, it's a tough situation as well. And you know, it's, it's funny because like Budenholzer wasn't Giannis's coach. He wasn't happy with that decision with the, when the roster made that move, you know, I mean, he still stands by kid to this day, I believe. I mean, interviews yeah. to this day, he'll still talk about how he's genius and all of these things. And like, can you imagine if they don't win that championship and then they have years of not firing Bud and Giannis is sitting there stewing, steaming, just absolutely upset? Because again, yeah, at the end of the day, you can have a superstar who can play X amount of minutes. You can put up the points that they could play, but the coach gets the team to the championship. Look at what Pat Riley can do. Look at what some of the greatest coaches in the history of any major sports league have been able to do the guys respond the boys listen and yeah we hope for adrian griffin but it's a tough time in milwaukee that's for sure no man absolutely it, there's a galvanizing factor right and so it just kind of kind of happens i mean boost boudreau was a great coach for so many years behind those washington benches with those dynamic teams they get barry torts in there instantly win a cup you know just puts it together because he some coaches just have it like that and some don't push the right and... buttons like yeah. yeah absolutely man so we'll see fingers crossed though that they he still ends up as a raptor <laughs> all right last thing for me this week you know a really interesting comment coming at the end of this fiba tournament 
there's two there's two parts of this that I want to talk about. The first part is scummy reporters. So I'm going to get that out of the way really really quickly. So the the rumor is that that Anthony Edwards was going down. This was like apparently game 3 or 4 of the tournament. So this was like weeks ago. Uh, you know, they just like slap whichever team they slap, blah, blah, blah. He's going down lane and some reporter goes, Amit, Anthony, who would you rather trade? Gobert or Towns? And he like, doesn't really want to like acknowledge it. He's kind of like going off. And then he turns back and he says, neither one. I love those guys. They're my brothers. I wouldn't trade neither of them. So the first part of this conversation, the scummy reporters, how are these questions allowed? How is it okay that they're allowed to just ask questions that are and like I understand, like there's there's tons of different things, but the idea of asking a question to elicit a response, to get a negative reaction, to get a clip, to get something popular, like yeah, I know that's how internet culture is these days, but like man, yeah, it's it's like an egregious type of question in my opinion, honestly. Yeah, I mean, like it's 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 on the it's a fair one, man. The media is talking about it. That he just wants to see Anthony Edwards, you know, reaction and answer. Oh yeah. Uh, I think that like. Anthony probably handled that as best as he could trying to ignore him and then and then giving that kind of a comment. Yep. Uh, I don't love that like you know he's like just yelling at him like while they're walking down the tunnel like you mm -hmm. know ask him at the presser or whatever like and that could be one of your questions. But it'd be weird at a FIBA presser. Um so he's like limited access. He's just trying to get it. So I can yep. understand the side of it. Um but man, I think Anthony Anthony handled that really well which uh to me is really impressive because yep. I think you know something that's been really missing from Anthony Edwards the basketball player is that maturity factor because like the guy's got all the talent in the world like people yeah. are comparing him to Michael Jordan for a reason um and he was great at FIBA not not great enough to be Canada because you know Dylan Brooks man went off yeah they're wild gotta love that I don't I don't know if we brought that up but you know Canada meddling FIBA let's go it's true. <laughs> um first it's time true. ever going to the Olympics Paris you know we hype about it RJ Barrett you know following his father's footsteps um I like how um he was talking about uh uh Rowan Barrett uh RJ's dad was talking about how Andrew Wiggins might not even be able to make the team because he couldn't commit to the the core mm -hmm. summer and you know they got somebody out of his position who's pretty darn good in, in Dylan Brooks. So yeah. 39 points in a, in a and see, like, this is why I truly believe in Dylan Brooks. And I hated that the media killed him last summer yeah. when he poked the bear. And then, like, granted, stupid move. You poked the best player in NBA history. <laughs> like, it looks like he like, just did it again. Take some, take some cojones to do that, you know? Yeah. Looks like he did it again because LeBron's, yeah. LeBron's trying to get the gang together to go play at the Olympics. So it looks like... Dylan Brooks poked the bear again, but yeah, shout out to 39 point. I may have heard a rumor that it was the most points out of FIBA tournament in like a while for a single player. I don't know. I don't know the full reports that. of that, but hey, shout out, shout out to that man. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't bring. Was well, like there. eight of nine from deep or oh, seven of eight? Like it was, yeah, yeah, one miss. The man was on fire, yeah. and that's who he is. He's streaky like that. Mm -hmm. Like he's a like yeah, and an excellent defender. Absolutely and, excellent defender. And this is the beauty of this FIBA tournament, right? You get to see certain guys really get things that take out of it we mentioned dennis and his mvp how this could really affect him going into the season and and to bring it back to ant really quickly like that maturity i think ant grew up this summer i think getting to this team you know the earlier comments of you know uh steve kerr being like you know d wade took a took a time being on the bench when when they had a kobe you saying that damn man and Ant was like yeah this team ain't got no kobe though I'm, I'm the kobe right like i think that he's had a really um strong developmental moment that has happened in this FIBA tournament and I'm really high on Ant going into the summer I mean 
Matt knows I've always been high on Anthony Edwards. You know, I, he was my pick for sure. But yeah. uh, I think I think that the Wolves are his team now, officially. I think that I think Boy. that Town is Towns is is going to be getting on the back burner at this point. I think Amen's going to come in, and I think he's going to have an absolutely banger of a season. Well, I think like they should really trade and and or Carl Anthony Towns because like Probably. at the end of the day, like you can play with Gobert and you're gonna get so much more for Anthony Ed, or for Carl Anthony Towns than you are for yep. um, Gobert at this point. So that's and, I think the the key to me. Yep. Well, and and also but, to, yeah. to 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 Gobert's sake, I'm not a Gobert fan. I've ripped on Gobert a lot, but the amount of times I see reports of this guy shouldn't even be in a Hall of Fame conversation. I'm like, he's a three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Okay, he's great in his own way. Don't knock him down. Let him let him let him have it. Yeah. So. They just like got him past his prime, and they ended up trading like the next future like big man who could potentially have a defensive Hall of Fame career and Walker Kessler. Like, and like that's you know the risk that you play. Like yep. you draft these kids, and you have you have no idea how they'll turn out, right? Like you think uh, the Detroit Pistons thought that um, you know Carmelo Anthony was going to be better than Dario Saric? No, right. they they picked him because they truly believed that they were going to hit a home run. And so, like, and they were convinced. So it is what it is, man. Like, it's, it's the beauty of it. It's it's just an interesting world we live in, you know. Ah, we do. People and in we've, retrospect, we've got an interesting future ahead of us. Couple of weeks. We're waiting for basketball. We're gonna watch the football season go. I know Matt's just itching for hockey. You know, we're Bro. we're in that timeline. We're just waiting. We're just Rookie waiting. tournament tonight, buddy. Ooh. Rookie tournament. My Montreal Canadiens, David Reinbacher. Gonna see that kid. Okay. Kid already grew um almost a full inch and, and gained 15 pounds kid's gonna be uh, a monster there you go be a, a monster oh i've seen all my i've seen all my i've seen all my uh seen all my ski racers after a whole summer and like one or two of them are taller than me and i'm like you are 13 years old stop growing this is not okay not allowed <laughs> so i feel that <laughs> oh it is what it is man all right um i think i'm gonna call tonight's game you know it's okay. about to start here and i'm thinking vikings over eagles I'm really nervous about it, but I think that's that's the play. I think Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, and those boys get get the Eagles because the Eagles are are one to know. And even though they didn't play well last week, I think they're going to be still like kind of resting on it. That their secondary was not good, and I think Jordan Addison, the kid that they drafted, and and Justin Jefferson are going to have a day. So okay. hopefully, hopefully, I'm right. Who knows? All right. Now over here, you know, last week was easy, too easy for me. Get a nice W. So this week I, I threw a dart at the board. I spun the score app and I ended up on Monday Night Football and I got the Saints and the Panthers game. And the Saints showed up before the Panthers, so we're gonna say the Saints are gonna win this game. That's my prediction. Bro, easy, easy, easy call. Easy, easy call. The Saints should dominate them. If they don't, I'll be very shocked. But you know, I've been pretty wrong so far this NFL season, so I ain't hey, helpful. The the curse is just slapping you down early. Okay, it's it's getting out of the way. So maybe the when we come to actual maybe my football takes, season. Ooh, or ooh, basketball maybe. season. Look, Curse, you can make my all of our takes wrong for the next two years if we end up with Giannis. I will let that be spoken into existence, okay? <laughs> Whoa, buddy. <laughs> you just threw us under the bus. <laughs> Jesus. Don't listen right. to him, Curse. I ain't okay with it. <laughs> all right. Anything else, my friend? No, man. You're good to wrap this up. <laughs> all right. Beautiful. Well, thanks, everybody, for being here. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Board Sports. Like, subscribe. Give us that thumbs up. Check out TheBoardSports.net for new episodes and blog posts. And we'll talk to you next time.